rest. To cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. This week we're talking about knowing when to take a break. Knowing when to lay your head down. Knowing when to get away. We're talking about making sure to take the adequate time you need to focus on the things at hand to process your thoughts so you can move in the right direction. This episode hits home real hard to me and Elaine, especially in the season we're in. We hope it helps you out too. Let's take a listen. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. This is episode 29, and today we are talking about knowing when to take a break. That's right, sometimes life can get really messy, and we have a lot on our plates, and we are talking about knowing when to step back, step away from certain things, knowing when to clear your headspace, get alone with God, and start fresh. But before we get into that, Just want to give everyone a quick reminder that we have weekly blog posts that come out as well now, so check out TheRecklessPursuit.com for that. And video content is right around the corner, so keep an eye and an ear attentive for that. Also, a quick shout-out to our Facebook community. We would love to have you a part of that, so be sure and find the link below, ask to join so you can get in on this conversation And if you haven't done so, please go up there and click that subscribe button wherever it's at on whatever player you're using. (sighs) There's so many different ones. I don't even know where to tell you to go. But please go find it, click it, uh, and keep up with all things The Reckless Pursuit. So Elaine and I are going to jump right into this conversation on knowing when to take a break. Let's get right to it. So, Elaine, you came to me, uh, I pretty much told you I wanted you to come up with the topic this week. It was going to be a week of just you and I talking, and so uh, I came up with the last few topics, actually. Um, And so I wanted you to come up with one, and there's been one that's been on your heart. And I I can definitely relate to it just going through, you know, all the way back to uh, the beginning of this year, whenever I had to step away from uh, my passion, which was... uh, worship ministry and then we're also taking a break from another ministry opportunity we've been in and just kind of reevaluating where we are in life so elaine take it away on what brought this up and what's on your heart and let's just get into this well basically um so if you haven't been keeping up with us i graduated college back in may and i was just really excited for this new fall season, winter season, I've actually have never been able to fully get to just see the colors change because I'm always in class and studying stuff. And so I was just really excited um, for the season. And with that, because I'm not in school anymore, 
Cody and I are trying to basically just find our place where we're at right now and just this is a huge transitional phase and two weeks ago I was actually in the hospital and I just kept getting sick over and over they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me I couldn't keep food down for about a week really and then I had an upper GI scope and they said that I had gastroparesis which means my stomach was paralyzed it wasn't digesting And so I've just kind of been dealing with that, trying to get back into the swing of things. Like you said, um, we kind of have taken a step back from a ministry opportunity that we were involved in, and we're just trying to find where we're at. And I feel like this past summer has just been go, go, go. Every It felt like every other week there was something else big that came up in our lives, and I think that we're actually in a moment of rest and being able to take a break into our next phase of life. Yeah, so you got to, like, follow with me, everyone. If you're in a car and you're trying to get to a destination and you leave your house without a map. Now, okay, just bear with me. I, I get cars have navigation now. I get your phone has navigation. Let's just, let's go old school for a second, you know. Let's, let's uh, travel back to the 90s, all you 90s nostalgia nuts. Come on, maybe earlier. Going back, you're leaving the house. You forget your map. You don't remember how to get to where you're going. Uh, you feel like you have a general idea, so you just decide to wing it. And it's about a you know 30-minute drive away from the house, and you're heading that direction. And things kind of look familiar and kind of don't, and maybe... That landmark kind of looks right, and that road name sounds familiar, but about 45 minutes into the trip, you realize you don't quite know where you're at. You feel like you may be heading in the right direction, but maybe you're not, and you realize that you really should have taken time to turn around and get that map. And so at this point, you're going to have to backtrack and ask for direction, You're going to have to go back to where you started, get your directions, and go forward. That's kind of the phase of life we've been in this last summer because we felt like we've went 90 to nothing. We've had the pedal to the floor going as fast as we could. The problem was we didn't actually have a good bearing on our direction. And mind you, that wasn't really our fault. Uh, Life circumstances happened. You know, of course, we don't want to stop. That's that's Miney Lane's mutual shared problem is neither of us want to stop. We want to keep moving, keep going, keep moving forward because we feel if we stop, then we're not making ground and we're wasting time. The problem is you're better off stopping and reevaluating where you're at than to continue to push forward into something you don't know. And so all of these things happen. So many life changes happen. So much drama and turmoil happened that she and I both have come to a place where we've got to backtrack a little bit and get our bearings because we're completely lost. We have maybe, uh, to go back to our, our visualization here, maybe there is some construction on the route that we knew and we had to make a detour. The problem is... The detour wasn't posted and we got lost. Well, that's kind of where we are in life right now. You know, we had a detour. We actually had numerous detours and 
by the time we got to the end of one, we took another. And by the time we realized we were lost, we were, we were really lost. And uh, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to backtrack because it's so much better to regain your bearing than it is to keep pushing and pushing in the wrong direction. Traveling backwards isn't isn't necessarily a problem. Taking one step forward and two steps back isn't a negative thing if those two steps back help you to get on the path that it takes to continue moving the right way. So back at the beginning of the year, uh, I had to do that. I had to step back from a ministry position that I was working in. Uh, Just some life events and some I guess I was going one way and they were going a different way. And I had to realize that like, this wasn't the path that I was supposed to be on. God had not placed me on this road. He had given me warning signs to make that detour, to, to change lanes, to make that turn. But I didn't get those. And I kept pushing forward past my comfort and I got lost. And I had to backtrack out of that. And I had a lot of hurt. And I had a lot of damage. Uh, and I had a lot of emotions to process through. But it took me finally turning around and backtracking to the point of when I was supposed to turn in the first place to get myself resettled. You know, When it comes to my wife's health, there's been a few things come up against her this year. And she's had to backtrack Backtrack on her progress of working out and getting strong. Those things that you just really don't want to do. You know, I fell and twisted my ankle right in the day of my mother's funeral. Uh, You know, we've been trying to get healthy, but then there were things that came up where we physically couldn't go to the gym and work out, and it's frustrating. Or in Elaine's case, much worse, that she couldn't even hold down food, (laughs) you know? Or even eat the food that I wanted to eat. Yeah. Because I had to be on a strict diet. And, you know, then life changes with family and, and drama and that. And all that to say, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to rest. It's okay to reevaluate where you are because without that, you'll never get to where you're intended to go. And I kind of feel that even after graduating college, um, pretty much my entire college career, I was ready to graduate, like most college students probably. And I was just so excited and just couldn't wait and just one more semester, one more semester. And now I was so looking forward to fall and now fall is starting to get here and I'm like, oh crap. I don't have classes to go to. I don't have exams to study for. I don't have any essays to write. What am I doing with my life? I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I knew like I would have to find my bearings and figure out where God is leading me. But now that I'm in that moment of college is behind me, it's been behind me for a couple months now. And now I'm just like, where am I supposed to go? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do I go get a big girl job? Should I do small business and entrepreneurial pursuits? You know, I don't I don't really know. And I think a lot of times when we don't know, God places moments in our lives for us to have to take a break. And even 
sometimes that looks like health. If you are going 90 to nothing, if you're super busy, if you're always constantly up and doing something, eventually your body is going to wear down from stress or, you know, being tired and all that stuff. And sometimes it wears on your physical body and your mental health. And you just have to take a step back and say, I don't know, like throw your hands up. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. And that's okay. You know, in Genesis, the very beginning of Genesis, it says that on the seventh day, God rested. Even God rested. Uh, However you take those chapters, whether literal seven days or figuratively in seven days, basically the earth came to a point, a season, a seventh day of rest. Uh, In Exodus, they're given the law of the Sabbath, where the seventh day of the week, um, we use it as Sunday. I think it's actually technically Saturday, but you know it's schematics. But there was a day that it was literally the law to rest. And you may argue, well, yeah, but Jesus broke that law. Well, yes, Jesus healed on those days. But the Sabbath day was put in place as a day of rest. And in the modern society we live in, in our current world and operations, we don't rest. And what do I mean by rest? I don't mean sleep. I don't mean Netflix. I don't mean uh, Facebook or Instagram. I mean sitting and resting, resting in the Lord, resting in our confidence of who we are, resting Uh, in knowing that God has us. It reminds me of the story uh, whenever the disciples were on the boat and Jesus was asleep, and there's a storm brewing, right? Literally right now outside, it's like thundering. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but there's like literally a storm brewing. But in the the story, there's a storm brewing. The the waves are coming in. They're knocking the boat. Uh, It's a big storm. The disciples are scared. But what is Jesus doing? He's resting. And when he comes out, whenever he wakes, whenever he walks out, he speaks to the storm in confidence and tells it that it must cease. It must rest. I think it's a, a, a bold um, parallel to us as individuals in the sense of if we don't take that time to rest, then when the storm comes, we're going to be frantic. We're going to panic. We're going to be full of anxiety, angst, uh, nervousness. Um, sickness, uh, depression, like those things are going to come on us because we haven't taken the time to rest. And so often we avoid those needs, avoid those unctions of of the soul to rest because we feel like we're being lazy. There's a big difference in laziness or slothfulness and, and rest. Rest is that thing you do to heal your body and your mind, to make sure you are focused uh, on what you need to be focused on so you can press forward. Laziness is is just getting caught up to the point where nothing, you don't want to do anything. Uh, you don't want to give anything any effort and you just constantly avoid the situation at hand. Rest is taking a moment to reevaluate the situation and be able to handle it in a godly, uh, mature manner. And so uh, a big problem with 
constantly overworking ourselves or over stressing ourselves is we get to the point where our bodies don't respond well. And I'm not saying that every sickness, every cold, everything like that's from not resting, but it's scientifically proven. Like this isn't just, uh, you know, this isn't just, I mean, like God proved it first, but it's science like proves if you don't get enough sleep, if you don't have enough time to decompress, then you will physically hurt your body. Your immune system suppresses and you are more susceptible to sickness and disease. You are more susceptible to um, to stomach problems, uh, to anxiety, to mental health problems, to skin ailments, as far as uh, bone and joint problems. Like all of these things stem from not having enough rest. And sleep isn't just rest. Let's let's go back to that. Sleep isn't rest. Yes, getting a good night's sleep is very important, but if you are constantly in turmoil over your current situations, you're not going to sleep soundly at night. You're not going to get that rest you need because the body is going to be too shaken up uh, because of the situation at hand. And so it's so important, even just as Jesus did, he, he had his moment of rest despite the storm going on around him. He rested. And so when the disciples came and woke him, you know, he says, where is your faith? He was able to walk out confidently and speak to the storm and quiet it. And that's exactly where we have to be is we have to have that moment of rest so we can walk to our storm, stare it in the eye and say, that's enough. You know, be quiet, be still. And that's, that's where we find our confidence in Christ is in, is in that rest and another big problem with not taking those moments to rest is it will actually put us into a place of slothfulness. Uh, I don't know how many times I have overworked myself to the point of getting just so tired and burnt out on something uh, because I didn't listen to my body, didn't listen to uh, the unctions I had on my spirit, didn't listen to any of that stuff. And, uh, I got to the point where I was just completely burnt out on something and then had no energy to give anything. And so I went to a place of slothfulness because I didn't take a moment to rest a week, a month, a day before. I just completely burn out every bit of energy I have, especially because I'm an introvert and I just, I like, I exhaust energy like that in general is, uh, you get to the point where you actually get caught up in just not wanting to do anything. And it stifles your productivity for even longer. And we've just got to address this uh, mentality we have of working ourselves sick, literally, because we're not willing to pass up a moment when in reality, those moments of rest are what fuel us throughout the rest of our week. And I think that's what it means uh, when we say that God will restore time to us. God will give us back those moments um, because when we take time for him and for us, and I don't mean this to preach like a selfish gospel or anything, but yes, God wants you to take care of yourself. God, you know, wants you to love yourself in the way that he loves you. He wants you to see your value and your worth. And so when we take our time to focus on him, yes, and to focus on ourselves and our health and our family and, and just kind of 
pull back for a minute, then that actually, in the long run, will produce better results than if we just kept blowing and going all the way through. Because let's be honest, we have a certain amount of gas in our tank. Going back to that same analogy. Sorry, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride that one through the end here. But uh, we have you a certain amount ride to yeah, the end. Yeah, hey, <laughs> uh, we have a certain amount of gas in our tank, and we can burn it all up trying to figure out which way to go because well, we just can't stop moving, you know. Or we can use it wisely, take the time to pull over, stop off at the convenience store, buy a map. Or maybe, you know, read the word, pray, meditate, those things. And then use our gas efficiently to get to where we're going. Otherwise, we're going to be stranded on the side of the road somewhere and we're going to have to wait for help. And that sucks. I don't know if you ever ran out of gas before, but it's not fun. I have not. I wasn't driving when I, when we ran out of gas, by the way. I've never actually ran a car out of gas. I've never ran a car out of gas either. I've never even been in a situation where I was out of gas. It sucks. I was in the Ozark Mountains, and we had to wait like an hour and a half on someone to come get us. Aren't there like no gas stations in the Ozark Mountains? Yep. Yeah. I thought so. We were pulling a trailer. We didn't realize how fast it was going to use up all the (laughs) gas. So, Anyway. Well, and I think this goes back to our solitude episode of taking time for yourself and resting like you said doesn't even necessarily mean sleeping if you have a crazy busy work schedule taking the weekend off to go camping out in the woods or go for a long drive and you know hiking in the mountains that's rest you know you're not having to constantly be thinking about meetings and business phone calls and you know the work at hand like you're able to just mindlessly drive and just have fun doing something or sometimes it's a bubble bath and reading a good book or you know doing something fun going to a concert you know something that you enjoy um or prayer and worship and meditation those are all different types of rest and everyone's different everyone needs you know a balance of the different ones yeah, I mean, for me, it's typically sitting in here playing my guitar, playing piano, and that actually gives me rest. Or, uh, you know, sometimes it's working on a craft or something like that, which isn't necessarily quote unquote rest, but it is to me. It's relaxing. It's, and it's getting your mind off of the super taxing thing. Right. That and you're and I want to touch on that too, because resting isn't about getting your mind off of something. Um, which I know what you meant by that, but I want to clarify this real quick, is resting isn't just about getting your mind off of something. It's about getting your mind onto something more important. So getting your mind off of work and stress and getting your mind onto something more important like your personal satisfaction, uh, your health, your health, uh, God's purpose and plan and the direction you need to be going, Um, clearing your mind of the filth and the junk and the things that clog it up to get it into a place where you can think freely and clearly and openly and just receive uh, good into your mind instead of clutter. And uh, too often, you know, I've been told before that, like, it's healthy, like, oh, we're not healthy, but 
I've been told before, like, well, the best way to, to uh, quit thinking about something is just get your mind off of it. Do something to distract you. Well, the problem is distractions are not rest because the thought is still lodged in there, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to process through, still lodged in your brain. And, man, I'm so bad about just getting online and burning my day away when I'm stressed out about something by consuming just, just you know, not important content. And uh, and sometimes it's even, uh, it's in, it's information, it's informative, but sometimes it deeper deepens my anxiety, especially if it's health-related. Sometimes it's just superfluous to my life, and it doesn't matter, you know. Um, I was reading a an interesting bit the other day, which is irony because I'm talking about how I waste time reading, but uh, I was reading a bit on mental health, and it was talking about how... Uh, you have to be so selective. Um, people think that consuming information makes them smart, but it doesn't make them wise. You know, and I'd like to do an episode about this maybe, but, you know, uh, one of my biggest, like, flaws that I have to deal with is I want to consume too much knowledge. And if you think about it, what, you know, fruit of the tree did, you know, the original sin that Adam and Eve eat from, well, the tree of knowledge, they wanted that knowledge. They ate of the fruit, not because they were not supposed to, but they were enticed into knowing, knowing more. And yes, it's okay to, to grow and understand, but if you're just learning to distract instead of learning to, to move forward, then you're actually just growing in knowledge, but you're not growing in wisdom. And man's knowledge and, and godly wisdom are two very different things. There's nothing wrong with learning, but you have to be pursuing the right thing. Otherwise, you're just distracting yourself. And it's a dangerous cycle distracting yourself because it never actually gets the thought out of your head. It never dislodges that thought. So it's stuck in there. And then you're just piling a bunch of crap on top of it. And so you have to unpack all that crap to get to the original thought to get it out of your brain first. And so we get like, we pile junk on top of it to try to bury it, but it's like planting grass on a shallow grave. Like sooner or later, it's going to wash back up. And so you can't just distract yourself out of something. You have to deal with it. You have to process it. Uh, and we don't always know how to do that. You know, it's not always easy just to try to process through your stuff. Uh, and that's okay. And sometimes you have to seek out help for that sometimes you do have to find uh you know a good book a good self-help book maybe a good um you know a good christian book whatever it is that you need in that moment and help work through it that way maybe it's a good friend or a good counselor to talk to or maybe it's just like sitting alone or maybe it's going hiking or maybe it's going to a concert or listening to good music but it's whatever you have to do to dislodge the thought, not just distract yourself. Because if you just distract yourself, you're not really doing yourself any justice. So, Elaine, like with me, um, I get distracted by, you know, just getting lost online, reading things that don't matter and stuff like that. What is something to you that keeps you um, from or I guess keeps you spinning your wheels instead of uh, taking a moment to take that break you need. What's that thing that keeps you from doing that? What's that thing that keeps you from 
reevaluating your focus and just pushing when you shouldn't? Probably social media. Whenever I'm going through something and I don't really feel like dealing with it, like my immediately my my immediate reaction is go to Facebook, Instagram, even Pinterest and just mindlessly pin things and you know, I'm not really resting. I'm just trying to get my mind off of whatever I'm going through that I don't really feel like dealing with. And so social media isn't a bad thing. It's not bad to save pins on Pinterest of things that you like and stuff. But sometimes I find myself longer. Sometimes I find myself on Instagram longer than I should, you know, just looking at people's outfits and other people's lives and stuff. Because if I'm thinking about somebody else, I'm not having to think about my own life. Yeah, I know it's a recurring theme on our show here, but uh, our phones are so bloody distracting. Like we have, if we could just turn them off for a day, or maybe even just half a day, maybe just an eight-hour span, maybe just the evenings, turn off the phone, turn off the notifications, uh... Sometimes when I'm trying to do work, even on my computer, stuff that's personal, things like writing, um, journaling on my laptop, or working on music, things that I love and I enjoy, uh, I still get notifications blowing up because my laptop and everything's linked together. So I just have to go and turn all those functions off because there's so much trying to pull at my, my time, my valuable minutes of my day to distract me from what I need to be or want to be focused on. And we've got to get out of this um, cell phone, like, stuck in in our little screen life that we live. There's so much more. It drives me nuts. And I know I've been guilty of it too, but I try not to. Is like when you see two people sitting down to dinner and they're both on their phone the entire time showing no attention to to one another at all. And the truth is, life is a fleeting thing. No one knows how long we're going to have with anyone. Take the time. Like like Elaine said, there's nothing wrong with social media. You're trying to keep up with people. Like, that's your excuse, whatever. Uh, Some of us use it for business. Some of us use it to catch up with old friends, yada, yada, yada. But there's people in front of you. You know, there's people around you. And take time to cultivate those real relationships that are that are right there around you. That's so warming to our spirit and to our soul in a way that that social media and the fake persona that online puts off could ever uh, could ever be. Like the, the the realness is is just so healthy for us, Jefferson. You want to say? Well, and for me. I wouldn't even say that my phone gets in the way of my relationships because I like to think that I'm aware of that. I don't like to be on my phone whenever we're eating unless I'm showing you something or we're both looking at something or whatever. Um, I try to be engaging with those around me. And I think I do a pretty good job when there's people around me of not always trying to be on my phone. But my biggest problem is... The very reason why I don't ever read my Bible app is because, like you were saying, notifications and stuff, but I'll be reading my Bible, and then all of a sudden, I'll start thinking about something else on my phone, Mm -hmm. and um, I'll be reading the Bible app, and I'll just start thinking about something, and I'll say, like, oh, let me look at this real quick, or let me check this real quick, 
And then I never actually read the Bible or I'm just not as focused as I should be. And I feel like for me on a personal level, it's more or less my relationship with God that I neglect, not those around me because I can physically see those around me. I'm reminded of, oh, I should probably put my phone up. But because we can't physically see God, I'm like, it's much harder for me to realize, oh yeah, I should be praying right now or I should be worshiping God or I should be actually journaling and reading my real Bible, not just reading just one verse and then checking my Facebook notifications and then spending an hour on Facebook when I was only five minutes on my Bible app because my my mind just rabbit trails and it's not even necessarily like oh let me check notifications I'll start looking up stuff on Google if I have like a question about the scripture and then I'll just like start looking up random stuff that has nothing to do with what I was reading yeah and so that's why I don't like reading my bible on the bible app i'd rather much rather have the physical book and physical journaling and a lot of my stuff i would rather write it out than write it out on uh google docs or word or whatever because of my mind always trying to think of something different yeah and i think it's cool for one that like we don't serve a god that's like keeping time of like oh you're on facebook for an hour but you only read for five minutes so like luckily we don't have to like worry about that like the problem comes from when we read or pray out of obligation instead of passion. And, you know, I had to realize the other day that whenever I get in my places of wanting to look up information, maybe it's fear of sickness or something like that, I'm actually idolizing Google. You know, I am bowing down to that tree of knowledge uh, in a way that, you know, it's, it's, it's idolatry and I'm, please don't take this super religious guys. I'm not trying to say like, Oh, the internet's the devil. Like, no, it's not that. What I'm saying is anything that takes you away from your initial trust in God is a distraction. It is trying to pull your attention and it is a form in its raw sense of idolatry. And, I realized like I was worshiping information over Christ. I had given the information more authority than I was giving God over mine and my wife's life. Well, and the information that you were looking up wasn't even directly towards us. Like you right, get yeah. on Google and you search up search something and they tell you, Oh, it's just a bruise or you have cancer. Like there's like extremes. Yeah. And nobody can tell you what you have currently except for a doctor or really God. You know, you can look up all these symptoms for a million and plus diseases and infections and all this stuff. And yeah, so, but you're like, just running circles. Yeah, and so you may think like, oh, I'm like gaining knowledge because it could be this and this and this. Well, really, you just m- made yourself question even more. Right. And, and that's the the thing is is your I was stressing myself out more, but I had convinced myself that I was trying to make myself better, and and I wasn't, and that goes deeper than just the phone or the internet or whatever. Uh, whatever we give attention to, whatever we 
actively pursue outside of knowing like when we need to rest when we give something else that time that we should be resting then we're giving that a an idolized spot in our life it's taking a throne in our life and i don't mean to sound super religious like if you want to take this out of religious context that's fine uh you're giving a authority over your mind you're handing the keys to your kingdom to something else because you're not taking the time to lock the door and that's not a good thing the problem is everything in our modern world is geared toward that it's demanding of your time we live in one big advertisement i mean it literally is life wants a piece of your mind everywhere, you know? It's trying to <clears throat> chop up your brain and ship it off to a million different places. And we've got to focus back on the center. We've got to pull our gaze back in. It's okay to rest. It's okay to sit on your porch with a cup of coffee and contemplate your morning. It's okay to take a weekend with no cell phone service and just sit quietly or to go on a drive and just get away for a minute that's not running from your problem running from your problem is continuing to push forward and ignore the circumstance you're in but taking a moment to clear your mind do something engaging that you enjoy that allows all this stuff to flow out and then taking a moment to just process that's where it's at there's a lot demanding for our time, but make sure we're giving it to the things that matter most, which is your relationship with Christ, your relationship with your spouse, kids, and your relationship with yourself. Because if those three things aren't solid, if you don't have those things locked up, then things are going to try to wiggle through the cracks. Let us know what you think. As I said earlier, we have a Facebook community group below, and we would love to hear what you have to say. This conversation belongs to you, too, and it's an open forum. It's the Reckless Community, and you can find the link for that below. You can find all of our social media stuff, places to get in contact with us below. Check us out on therecklesspursuit.com. That's where you can get all of our upcoming information. You can find our blog posts that my beautiful wife, Elaine, writes so eloquently. She's amazingly gifted at writing. So you should definitely go check those out. And as I said, keep an eye and an ear out for upcoming videos that will be dropping soon. And as always, be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll talk soon. Alrighty then. Check, check, check. Is it thundering?